sequel. That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> we almost forgot how to do that. Hello and welcome back to Words with your hosts, Darren Buck and Josh. Um, I know I expedited that. Expedited that. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, some weird Christmas traditions. Well, hold on a second. Well, I'm, not, even, I'm not jumping into on, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying we're starting with that, but how you guys been? Then we're not starting with it. Let's start with something else that we're starting with before we start this. <laughs> it's it's nice, been, nice to know we haven't changed much. It's been, what, five months probably? August right. was the last time we uh, got together for this. Not, All right. that, not that anybody's counting. I just tried to count right now, but I couldn't get it right. So, yeah, I put a couple things out on Twitter saying, hey, we're going to be getting together this Sunday to record again. And I want to give a shout out to the guys at, you know, what's that channel called and Nightwalk and the 80s and 90s guys. They, uh, you know, checked up on us periodically in our absence to make sure that, you know, we weren't rotting in our homes like Stephen King, the stand style. When you put that out there, they're like, oh, it's all right. You don't have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> They just wanted to make sure that there was no more competition in the podcast space. <laughs> we don't want you to record, but we also don't want you dead. So they don't want us stealing hundreds of downloads from them <laughs> on an annual basis. <laughs> yeah, we're over two thousand. I got a notification in my email about that. I was like, "That's great." That was twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred, Josh. What the hell? Speaking of not counting, I said I was. We were over two thousand. I didn't true. say how far over we were. It's nearly a quarter of ten thousand. <laughs> damn it <laughs> I think that no that's not right never mind so things have happened we're, we're after thanksgiving thanksgiving was this last week we're coming into christmas how was thanksgiving delicious well you were at work right no oh eric, eric wanted to switch so i went home and that's why i work today mm. wow i had so much food did really? you yeah so i think we've talked about before food is a personal challenge for me uh, I like you need to eat it all. You're like, I challenge myself. Yeah, I get the meat sweats. Dang it. Oh, sorry. The wife is wondering where I am. I may have forgot to tell her we're doing this. <laughs> but um, but no, it's um, yeah, I'll get the meat sweats. It's like I have to put so much food in me that my body starts to go into shock and doesn't know what to do. Get the meat sweats from turkey. Like you want to eat so much turkey. I understand it wasn't with turkey a, with like a steak or a roast beef, but I've never been like, oh, I've got to get a mess of turkey. Oh, it wasn't just the turkey. So ham. The, the spread. Yep, the spread was ham. So I had three nice pieces of ham on a plate. Mm. Your dad must potatoes, have been a meat burglar, right? Was it a pressed ham? No, there was no oppression with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mashed potatoes and gravy, corn, green beans, and some homemade rolls. Liz made. So that was the first plate. The second one, I exchanged the ham for the turkey, and everything else was the same. And it was a lot of food. I was still full for the three hours later when I had four pieces of pumpkin pie. Nice. And then immediately regretted all decisions from that day, but loved it at the same time. So your pieces of pumpkin pie, so four pieces of pumpkin pie, was that just a pie? <laughs> I wish. Four quarters of a pumpkin pie. <laughs> It was half of a pumpkin pie, and then I had another quarter of it the next day. Dang fractions. Nice. <laughs> How was the sushi turkey? <laughs> you got that message? Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't really sushi, but uh, it would have been good. 
It what? what? <laughs> There's a place we found in Pennsylvania near uh, Harrisburg, and they make. I think I told you about it, Buck. The sushi burrito. So I'm sure you've ordered like California rolls or whatever. You get the little roll, the chopsticks. This is actually the same thing, but on a much larger scale to the size of a burrito. And it's amazing. Sounds pretty cool. I like burritos and I like sushi. I like sushi. I like the fish part of sushi, but that is the main. Well, you don't like rice? No, sashimi. I prefer sashimi way more than I do sushi. Well, that's also rice and fish. Sashimi is usually just myself you well, can have it with the dipping sauce and stuff like that i prefer it that way take the random piece of vegetable in there i ain't got time for that <laughs> no no one needs a little chunk of cucumber in their food <laughs> no room for that i want all the meat yeah, yeah. i've known that about you for a while hey, yo. right <laughs> all of it not some yeah i ain't got room for vegetables don't trick me with that but but no you look like you enjoyed Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did enjoy Thanksgiving. This was our first Thanksgiving without meat. Why? Uh, we're trying to eat less meat as a family. We're kind of pivoting to a no meat situation. Why? Uh, well, okay. I wasn't. I wasn't planning on talking about this this today. But uh, so, do you have mesothelioma? No. So. It- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how, how insane your your questions were. Uh, you literally had to stop and reboot to process what I said. So we we recently watched a documentary, and one of the things that I remember hearing about it when it when it first came out and advertised like well advertised well was news uh, is that uh, processed all red meat, but especially processed meats are directly linked and the FDA classifies them as a class one carcinogen, which is the exact same thing as tobacco and plutonium and other very harmful things. They're delicious. Yeah, very delicious. But we just decided uh, for that and other health reasons that we should probably just ease back. We're not, we're not like suddenly going vegan or anything like that, but we just decided to scale back significantly. I reiterate why, I, I don't, it's delicious. So I don't want to die of colorectal cancer, which is the specific yeah. cancer that it's been linked to. Yeah. No. And I watched my dad die of that, and that really sucked. Yeah. It wrecked him. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Damn near killed him. <laughs> oh, that was a little dark humor there. Yeah. yeah. He really did die of that, Josh. Thanks. I, I know he did. I appreciate you ripping that scab open. Oh, too soon? A little lemon juice. Too in soon? There. It's only been 12 years, jerk. <laughs> What was that laughter for? <laughs> I don't know. It just felt good to laugh like that. It was a new laugh. You like it? Yeah. Try it out. So anyway, we just ate a whole bunch of sides and said we had the baked mac and cheese and the green beans and the rolls. Of course, some fresh baked rolls and homemade ones. Uh, Wife mixed them all and everything. I made them, but yes, I'm I'm You're I'm so generally fancy. the uh, I'm generally the cooker in our family i would not a chef by any means um though leslie did say that next time we have a thanksgiving she wants to give us a like a traditional central american thanksgiving but I, they don't have thanksgiving so i'm not 100 percent sure what that means <laughs> dude let us know what that is mm-hmm. carry on my wife won't stop calling me hold on uh, i can't imagine why she would want you so for uh those of you who may be wondering what prompted some of our uh, absence uh 
COVID ran rampant through uh, our whole household. So me, my wife, and the kids all had it. Uh, Buck was doing the Mr. Mom thing for a while. Yeah, there, there was that one time that Josh was like hanging out with people that had COVID and then was like, hey, you guys want to hang out and record anyway? Yeah. So that happened too. But we didn't record. Yeah. Because that would have been really stupid. <laughs> well, I offered. <clears throat> you did. I was trying to be courteous. It's like, I may have COVID. Do you guys want to risk death for for recording purposes? Well, what's really funny is, you know, I was talking to Josh while we were waiting for Buck to get here. Uh, what Elijah called COVID when we all got tested and everything, everybody popped hot and Elijah goes, so we all got the Coronies. And for those of you who don't know, Elijah is six. So it was pretty funny. 36. Yeah. He, takes after, <laughs> he takes, <laughs> takes after Darren. They've all got the Coronies. I think that's what they should rename it anyways. Coronies. Yeah. 1 million people have the Coronies. That would make for an interesting news headline. I think it would be way more entertaining to watch. This and death it, was Coronies related. Yeah. I I would watch the news all day just to keep hearing them say that. <laughs> Do they still talk about that on the news? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't watched watch the, the news, news in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I know for a while they had the tracker up there and just kept counting up. Because mm-hmm. the national deficit got boring. Yeah. It should have went down. Population of the United States and just slowly worked backwards. That might have more of an impact. Doubt it. This is how many jobs are open. <laughs> that's that's something I say to my kids all the time to the point where they don't even ask me questions. They'll be in the middle of asking me, hey, dad, do you think we get? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, Go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask. No, no, you're just going to say doubt it. <laughs> and then usually I say doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> my son always runs and he says, dad, can I ask you a question? And I always go, no. And he goes, oh, okay. And then he asked me anyways. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a kid that would be yours. Yeah. Well, well, not not big on those social cues. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that way. I try to act like I don't know what sarcasm is. People say it and I go, oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> that that was a good one with uh, Saya though, talking earlier. Yeah. He came in here to get, uh, so they were playing basketball. They came in here to get the bases, like baseball bases. And I looked at my kickball. Or kickball, oh, I thought, yeah. I thought I'm like, are you going to play basket, basketball? Basketball, yeah. He goes, yeah. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, he just like strolled out the garage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like if he wasn't your kid, I'd go push him down. But anyways, enough about us. Let's talk about other people's weird traditions now, which we didn't cover at all for us. But that's what we're going to talk about first, right? Yeah. What's... Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any weird traditions? Not normal traditions. Things that are weird. Um. Yeah. I mean, so uh, Hogmanay is one that occurs in our family, which I guess is of Irish tradition, uh, but we have rebranded it in my house. Essentially, Hogmanay is like a helper of Santa's that comes on New Year's Eve and leaves stuff in your shoes. So it's got to be a small toy. And, uh, so like a car, sometimes when I was a kid, we would actually just get new shoes cause we needed new shoes all the time. All children need new shoes at all times. And so sometimes they would just replace the shoes, but a small little gift and that'd be Hogmanay. Uh, however, we've rebranded it since I've been a parent and, uh, our elf on the shelf is named Daniel tiger 
because that was a popular show when my oldest kid named our elf on the shelf. And so Daniel Tiger comes back for one last hoorah on New Year's Eve instead of Hogmanay. So we still carry on the tradition just with a different name. Interesting. Hogmanay. I never would have guessed that's what it was with the name you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it'd be more pig related. <laughs> <laughs> Something with ham. Maybe. Yeah, but you've given up meat ish kind of what about you darren i don't have anything i don't weird. really have anything weird I'm, I'm i think you guys all know that i'm kind of a self-proclaimed grinch so the holidays aren't really my thing anyway that's so weird yeah or, who would have guessed help? it you you have a bad attitude toward a holiday <laughs> oh my god that's so out of character for you <laughs> I don't know that we necessarily have any like really weird tradition. We have lots and lots of traditions. That one go, was pretty weird. I could go on and on. No, the name was weird. <laughs> the tradition, you're just like, oh, yeah, because some people I've learned since oh. then. Some people call that Saint Nick. Some people call it All Saints. I've never uh, heard of it like before. A, well, probably because you don't do it, so you don't seek out. It's kind of like the first, like you don't ever see an expedition until you buy one and start driving around, and then suddenly everybody has an expedition. Why do you bring up expedition? Because my wife just got an expedition. Oh, wow. Really? It's a platinum. <laughs> platinum. Is it because she... In case you forget, she, it says it right on the door, and then again on the floor mats, and then on the headrest. Not, <laughs> not you that forget. you're counting, right? Yeah. I always pointed out to her whenever we're in there. I was like, hey, look, did you know this is a platinum? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I will I can't drive th- this car into a tree right now. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure every single other vehicle I've ever owned combined are less money than that vehicle cost. Probably because it's a platinum. Mm-hmm. Platinum's <laughs> not cheap. Nope. Well, it ranks up there with vibranium. Unobtainium. Is it easily obtained? <laughs> but we do have a lot it of was other, on sale. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of other traditions. Just none of them. I don't think are, I don't think they're that weird. All right. Well, now we have some printouts of some weird stuff. Um, if you look at the, at your handouts, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please turn to page three of your handout. On the overhead, you can see. Um, we'll start with I don't know how to say this. The goble goat. The goble goat with a V in there. I'm sure it, it's Swedish, so maybe it's. The, I think it's I gavel. I think when you see the two a, a dots above the a, a, it's the gavel goat. Oh, maybe it could be. Oh, is that Italian? I'm sorry, Italian? <laughs> no, it's Swedish. Swedish. Mm-hmm. Swedish. It's Klarna. Ooh, I thought Swedish the mustache ride. <laughs> All right. So the goat, they build enormous goats out of flammable straw, which I don't think there's non-flammable straw. Well, if you spray with a flame retardant. Well, but then it's straw spray. I think you could just over wet this kind of like how you can have wet water. I think you just have wet straw. Doesn't it just catch on fire eventually on itself on its own then on itself? Yeah, on itself. All right. So initially the goat was meant to be a nod to European Yule traditions, which involved helpful gift bearing goats. On fire. Gift bearing goats? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, no, it's fun. That is, that, is it like the gift is that they faint a lot and that's fun to <laughs> scare them? <laughs> They're the screeching goats. Um, so in Sweden, they've done it 37 times now because I guess there's been straw shortages. So like 37 years? Like they're like, okay, this year we can have the gavel goat. Yeah. The gavle goat, whatever. whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Um so or it just started 37 years ago. <laughs> no, it started in 1966. 
Okay. I don't know why it started. I didn't, again. Research. I don't have time for that. That was the first year that they had, like, somebody just decided to look the gift goat in the mouth. Yes. And it just burst into flames. Oh, let's just burn them from now on. Well, at least they're straw goats. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel as like. Opposed to the straw man. No, as opposed to real goats. It's like, all right, it's Christmas. Let's set all the goats on fire. So. It's bad. Yeah. It's, Probably hard to keep them still. The biggest issue, I guess, is the fires only burn so well, and they don't actually burn the entire thing up um, for whatever reason. But I thought uh, you said the f- the that this was specifically flammable straw. It is. But after a while, it, something happens to it. They've even tried coating <laughs> it with gasoline and different things like that. It won't burn all the way through. This is a terrible story. This is terrible. Do you not know any of my stories? <laughs> so it's flammable straw, Sorry, but they can't get it to burn. I didn't have time to read the whole thing, I, all these pages I, I brought. I mean, I totally get why they've only done it 36 times. Yeah, it doesn't work all the other times. Right. <laughs> they, they have tried a full 42 times. 36 times, they have kind of burned. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Anyways, anybody else? I don't know if I can pronounce this thing in the, the page you gave me. Pierre Fontardo. Pierre Futard? Yes. Does that sound good? Yep. Pierre Futard. That's father or something? I don't know. Okay. So France gives us Pierre Futard or Father Whipper, an unhinged cannibal that functions as a kind of roadie for Santa Claus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> the roots of Pierre Futard are based in a 12th century myth. Were they really roadies in the 12th century? Maybe it's a loose translation. Maybe it was just rock bands. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have rocks back then either. A 12th century myth about a butcher who diced up three children and attempted to feed them to St. Nicholas, who promptly used his magical Christmas powers to resurrect the butchered children from the grave and send them home before offering the maniac a job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> sounds kind of like current society. Hey, you can this, use a job. This sounds like horrible parents, and everybody else was like, oh, that's good. That is good. Let me try that. Keep these little bastards in line. <laughs> He'll Re- murder you and eat you. Rechristened as Pierre Futard, the unholy child murderer rebranded himself as a kind of mean Santa who hung out with Santa and whipped naughty children in lieu of presents. <laughs> His whole thing is still totally based around the attacking children, though. So Couldn't, couldn't have just given up coal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're to murder him. Him. Well, they couldn't even just murder him or kidnap him. He had to eat him as well. Well, it sounds like he chilled out on that and just whipped yeah. him instead. Yeah, well, that's, it, I'm glad he could change. He was ways. going for the low-meat diet. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't want to waste our resources. <laughs> It's crazy. That Where did a, you find this? That is a really cool. Don't judge me. That's a really cool Christmas myth. See, I figured I'd give you the good one. I started with the burning goats, <laughs> and you went to maniacal kid murdering cannibal. For our French listener, sorry about the pronunciation. If you're still with us, I think Pierre has a I in it, so I think that's Pere. Pure. No Pere. He was smooth. Pere. Oh, that's that really delicious bubbly drink, huh? Pere. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm not as high class as you are. Well, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) This just in. (laughs) Sad. It's funny you say I'm not as high class as uh, you're not as high class as me, which is, in fact, true. But um, (laughs) in addition, when I was a when I was a kid, I worked at JB's restaurant, which is a regional 
kind of like Denny's. It's actually a little nicer than a Denny's. Uh, but when my kids are like, so what's JB's? And I always tell them it's kind of like Denny's, but not quite as classy. That's usually how I explain <laughs> it. They're like, but, but Denny's isn't classy. You shut up. Denny's is very classy. Have you, have you never had a moons over my hammy? Get out of here. They are delicious. I love Waffle House. Yeah. Well, yeah. We went to Waffle. I went, took my kids to Waffle House and my daughter didn't get a waffle and then was bummed because everybody else got a waffle and she wanted one. It's like, where did we go? Yeah. Why would you go to Waffle House and not get a waffle? That is dumb. It's like you're going to go to Houses R Us and ask for a deck. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. I got another one. I hope I, so. I like the big, there's one part of this that's just bolded or in all caps. It's good. It's a La Cuema del Diablo. So it's on December 7th. Families in Guatemala take part in the Christmas tradition of lighting Satan on fire a lot. Seems like he would enjoy that. Why? Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Seems like it? they would spray water on him or something. Yeah. Get him ice cream. Yeah, put out his eternal flame. Oh, <laughs> doesn't he love burning? Why are you asking me this? This is all of Guatemala does this. Let me finish first. All of Guatemala. Okay. It says it. For, it how says many, for 26 years. It doesn't actually have a date, so probably forever. All right, so the ritual is meant to symbolize cleaning out your house of any potential devil stuff. Oh, I see that. And to torch the evils of the previous year as you move into the new one. The streets are filled with weird devil stuff, like kids and light-up devil horns and lots of things engulfed in flames. I feel like that they're saying the kids are going to get set on fire there, but... Um, the whole thing generally feels like if Slayer did a Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy right there. Uh, and that I kind of want to go check that out. We have Christmas lights. They have everything on fire in the streets. Pyromania. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you said that's Peru. No, you said Guatemala. Yeah, isn't that uh, any place there's a riot here in the United States is what that looks like? Uh, like the Chaz? <laughs> it's like the same thing is that is that their autonomous zone yeah yeah it makes them all boys on december 7th huh that's a, that sounds like a pretty cool tradition though yeah i don't know why it's december 7th though how come white people don't have any really awesome traditions like that? because even though that's ridiculous we and did. stupid now they're racist i would love to get yeah you're right i guess we did we did our my my ancestors did used to burn things in the street it just wasn't devils <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was all kinds of crazy shit back then. We'll hit some of them, I'm sure. There's one I know from Georgia in here. The state of Georgia or the Republic yes. of? It's, Ooh, the, it's the country of Georgia, and he has no clue. He that's has an no excellent idea. question. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> all the rest of these are countries, but he thinks the one in, that says Georgia is from, like, Atlanta. <laughs> it's just outside Atlanta. Yeah. Do you have a page, Buck? I Let's do. I got, got one. Let's talk about Gryla the Troll. <laughs> Gryla the Troll is from Iceland. Iceland gives us Gryla the Troll. Shocker. A hulking malcontent with 13 tails and an insatiable bloodlust for naughty children. Gryla. What the <laughs> hell? Yes. <laughs> Gryla <laughs> comes down from her. From her. Oh, Gryla comes down from her home on the mountainside to locate rude children on Christmas, cram them in a sack that I assume she has never washed, and dr- <laughs> I don't even know why that's relevant, <laughs> and drag them back up the mountain to be boiled alive and eaten in a grotesque child stew. 
Oh, although Gryla has worked her way through three husbands. <laughs> I don't see how that's relevant. Either. <laughs> Two of which she straight up murdered because they were boring. She had time to produce 13 large adult troll sons, all of whom are into stuff like licking your dishware and licking foam off of your milk buckets. They're all really into licking. What? (laughs) I'd love to say I took some liberties with that one, but I did not. (laughs) That is insane. I would like to see your sources cited. It might actually be in there still. No. Some of them still have it. Oh, my goodness. That is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, you can't even imagine. Like, what? Yeah, oh, yeah. She used to have two husbands. She murdered them. She had one husband, but she murdered them. No, it was two. It was two children. Murdered them both. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I felt like a terrible dad the other day. Last night, Cecilia. So we decorated our tree yesterday. And uh, and so the first day that this that Daniel Tiger, our stupid elf on the shelf, by the way, anybody who's listening who hasn't started that tradition that thinks it might be cute, I urge you to not do that. Worst parenting decision of my life by far. And I used to beat my children severely. Um, <laughs> uh, but she wanted... That was, good. that was good for reference. So yeah. She wanted to sleep on the couch because we, we decorated the Christmas tree yesterday and I didn't want to have to sneak down there at like 2 a.m. to put this... The first day that Daniel Tiger shows up in our house, he's on the tree first. And I don't want to deal with that. So I just looked over at the laundry room door and said, listen, don't open the laundry room door. And she was like, why? And I said, well, there's no monsters or anything. Just don't open the door. <laughs> and, she was like, and she said, I'm going to go sleep upstairs. <laughs> uh, so like, I thought that was terrible. <laughs> but this Gryla the troll business is just monstrous. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how she had what three husbands. Yeah, because I mean, just the if people refer to you as the troll, I don't think you have a lot of prospects in the old romantic area. I wonder if they just call her Gryla, but they had to tell us that it was a troll. <laughs> Maybe, and I don't think it's like the trolls from that little animated movie. Yeah, no, I don't no. think so. Well, she has thirteen <laughs> tails, so mm-hmm. I I was gonna say though, you were One surprised by son. she, but Gryla the troll sounds like a lady. So you well, usually that totally sound like a lady. Sure, but usually in folklore, the terrible people are men or male. Uh, not Hansel fashion. and Gretel. True. You guys are just about to name off like a like, hundred. Yeah, like Snow White, <laughs> the evil stepmother, the wicked witch with the apple. I think I'll let Darren cover this one. <laughs> I got another one. It's Danny the Ghost. Danny the Ghost comes from South Africa. You ready? Infants, infanticide. How do you say infanticide? In, infanticide. Infanticide uh-huh. is the international Yuletide passport. I don't know Yuletide what, passport. That's, that's what it says. In South Africa, a local Christmas tradition revolves around the ghost of a young boy named Danny, who was beaten to death by his grandmother for eating the cookies she left out for Santa Claus. His ghost now hangs out between the veil of the living and the dead, but he's still really into cookies. Really into cookies. <laughs> he in said, a big way. <laughs> he's sent to haunt of the homes of naughty children who are thinking of sneaking out of bed to make the same mistake he did. Uh, the details about what Danny will do to these kids if he catches them slipping up are pretty hazy, but most likely it's ghost cannibalism. And things of the nature as Gryla the Troll. 
Does he have any offspring that lick foam off of milk buckets? No, he was a child when he died. I don't know if ghosts reproduce. I'm not an expert. I'm not a ghostologist. That's, uh, most of these are really nerve wracking. Somebody would do this to their kids. Like, no, it's Danny the ghost. You better not get cookies or else you might die. I I haven't even read the next one yet, but it's called the Christmas spiders. So they're alpha Romeos. I'm really excited to see where that one goes, but Darren wants to read something. That's probably pretty messed up. now. I do. Mary. I don't even know how L W Y D. Loud. Lid. Lid. Sure. It's from Wales. Well, it's not pronounced Wales. I know that. If you've ever said, I like Christmas carolers, but they're not insulting enough and they never have any animal skulls. (laughs) Wales has you covered. Rooted in the ancient tradition of wassailing. Oh, yeah. That's delicious. The Mari lid is like a really intense traveling rap battle in which a group of people travel door to door with a horse's skull on a stick and insult people in their homes back and forth until being invited in for drinks. <laughs> that sounds like it was formulated based on a dare. <laughs> Wasn't this called like eight mile or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised that this wasn't in for like from like Ireland or Scotland where they're like, Oh, get in here. You bloody bastard. Yeah. And they, it's also labeled as Caroline with a dead horse. I'm not sure where there one locates a horse's skull for this purpose, but one Welshman nonchalantly commented that, it is surprisingly easy to come by a horse's skull. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to know people. <laughs> I imagine it's a tradition, so it's a hand-me-down. Here's the family horse skull son. But yeah, the rap battle part is crazy because the olden times, it wasn't the rapping. They would just basically yell insults that kind of, and they would play off each other to rhyme them as best they could. And then, you know, rap became a thing, so... Sounds like maybe it started off with just a guy like hazing somebody, like one of his buddies or something like, ah, and then somebody else was like, oh, that's hilarious. Let's yeah, do we that should to- get a horse skull for this. Yeah. That would be bad. I feel like that was probably part of it to begin with. Like maybe like yeah, yeah, maybe, that's, that's not like, a logical progression. Let's no, no, no. Like big. if it, like if we were buddies or something like that and you were terrified of horses. I could see, like, maybe I got drunk and got a horse's head and went to your house and started pretending to sing with it at your door. (laughs) (laughs) Or if they had, like, a drawstring. (laughs) The big horse tongue just flopping around the whole time. So I could see something like that. I bet it started in good humor. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I just have this vision in my head of people trying to rap with a Welsh accent. That would be amazing. They're very Welsh at it. That And could you imagine how far they'd get with being drunk? By the end of the night. Well, that's what Wasp yelling is. Yeah. They open the door and you're just yelling slurs at people. That actually <laughs> sounds bad. Because I'm pretty sure slur is bad, right? I don't oh. know. Uh. Anyways. Got another one there, Buck. I'm curious. Should we go to Austria? Put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> is that, uh, I don't think that's Austria. That was a good eye, mate. There you go. <laughs> Is that better? That's Dumb and Dumber. I didn't come up with that on my own. (laughs) Oh, the guy Samsonite wrote it, right? Yeah. Frau Perchta Perchta. Frau Perchta. I think that's how it's said. But you have to say it like Perchta. This is awesome. It says, I'm noticing a hag motif for weird Christmas traditions. 
Frau Perchta, a Christmas legend hailing from Austria, does this cool thing where she finds naughty children sleeping in their beds and disembowels them. <laughs> Specifically, before replacing their internal organs with straw and small rocks and probably stuff she found in the couch, she frequently... <laughs> That's where my keys went. <laughs> She's frequently portrayed with one nor- enormous club foot, two or more faces, and decked out in a sweet white robe. <laughs> she leaves pieces of silver for the nice kids, though, so the disemboweled fairy isn't bad. All that bad, I guess. <laughs> oh the my kids are gosh. sleeping nicely in the bed, so then she disembowels them. Listen, at least Danny waited till he snuck out of bed. I like how some of these people want, like, again, I go back to that coal thing. Like, oh, you know, they give naughty kids coal. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll but get- coal is useful, right? Especially when that came about. Like, oh, you'll get coal. Well, okay, well, I guess I can heat the house then. Yeah, so I'm even though be- this gift, I could still stay warm by this yeah. gift that wasn't, you know, a, a, some chocolates. Yeah, nobody can use a bit disemboweling, I guess. No right? kidding. Well, well, at least she's replacing their bowels with straw and small rocks. Is it flammable straw? You know, it doesn't say. I'm guessing no, because it, <laughs> it doesn't specifically say flammable. Hey, you guys with the goat that didn't burn, bring that down here. I could use it. We're going to stuff these kids with it. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, these are weird. Is that all you looked up was weird traditions, or did you look up horribly dismembering <laughs> yeah. traditions? I looked up weird stuff. I mean, you guys, know, you guys know my Google search history. Go on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look. I, I typed in holiday traditions to start with. I'm like, these are too tame. You know, why would you kiss underneath an invasive plant? Let's go with mur- how many can we find with murder as part of the tradition? I understand that the R is the most menacing of, of sounds. Mur- that's why it's called murder and not muck duck. <laughs> <laughs> he was muck duck in cold blood. <laughs> all right it's a cold-blooded muck ducker lob it's it it's italian from italy Ital- <laughs> italian. From, is it from, italicized <laughs> see the only on the there. thing at the end <laughs> i had to find it la bafana does that look right i don't know it doesn't matter santa claus is not the highlight in italy come christmas eve and ugly but kind old witch is known as Bafana, or giver of gifts, controls giving the gifts. On January 5th, known as the Eve of Epiphany, parents will leave out a plate of broccoli with spiced sausage and a glass of wine for Befana. Tradition says the good witch flies around on her broom and enters houses through a chimney to deliver clothes, toys, and candy to all the good children. On January 6th, they will find the treats and toys in their stockings. That sounds like a terrible meal. Broccoli, sausage, all the wine's all right. (laughs) Sounds like parents who just got sick of uh, (laughs) cookies cookies and milk. Maybe. So they were like, you know know what I want this this holiday? I could go for some spicy sausage and wine. And broccoli. I figured you, Mm -hmm. you... we're kind of fed up with the murder stuff, so I figured I'd tame it down a little for you. Yeah, that was delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, worry, we'll get back to the murder stuff. I'm sure it's next. The next one here is on the same witch theme. I guess Josh had this planned out. Said, hide your brooms from joyriding witches in Norway. Yeah, you can't get the smell off them. In Norway, popular tradition holds that witches, 
demons, and all manner of ghouls prefer Christmas Eve to Halloween as the best time to ruin everyone's night. One (laughs) One popular tradition is to hide the broomsticks in the home so that any marauding witches that might break into your house on Christmas Eve won't be able to steal your housewares and fly off on them. Additionally, an old Norwegian tradition is get a bunch of het up Norwegian dudes with shotguns and have them shoot at the sky to scare off any grabby Christmas witches. <laughs> Protect the brooms at all costs. <laughs> now that might be Georgia. <laughs> I wonder if some kids were like, oh, dad's firing off in the air. No, I'm making sure there's no bad witches taking our stuff. <laughs> not, just, not just for the fun of it. This, it sounds like a, like a drunk dad. Woo! That's a tradition now. Right. We're going to make some shit up about it. <laughs> That's insane. Man, I love these, though. These I didn't think they ones. had a lot of shotguns in Norway. Well, they I have might a, be wrong. They have enough for that tradition. Is it one, they just pass it around from neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah. It could be. I think Norway is actually a country where the, the, the uh, head of every household is required to own a gun. Really? Pretty sure that's Norway. Here we go. This is from the Ukraine. G'day, mate. Crimea. <laughs> it's the Christmas Spiders. As a Halloween stalwart myself, my main beef with Christmas is that there are never enough spiders in the mix. Yeah, I agree. The Ukrainians celebrate Christmas by covering everything in festive holiday spiders. <laughs> What's a holiday spider? It's wearing a it's hat. It's like a regular spider, but with like a bell on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The roots of the tradition are in a legend about crying children and an undecorated tree and a Christmas miracle. A bunch of spiders made their own analog tinsel from their horrible, horrible spider bodies. I like how it says that. And the trees are decorated with fake spider webs. Apparently, eastern Ukraine also involves spider webs. So I wonder if the place is just lousy with spiders <laughs> and they can't decide that. And they decided that they might as well incorporate them into everything. After all, cannibalism and child mutilation are on the list covering everything else. So why not fight not fighters? Why not spiders? That sounds like a very joyous occasion. Did that start after oh like Chernobyl incident? <laughs> Someone got a screw knocked loose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to do spiders. Well, maybe the Chernobyl thing. All the spiders are everywhere now. They love radiation, so can't keep them off anything. So let's decorate with them. I mean, there are some some things that we do that are just like absurd. So like if you think about Easter, right? So we celebrate a resurrected Lord. But uh, Jeff, Jim Gaffigan goes into this whole thing where he's like, well, they were, when somebody was getting it together, they were like, uh, so uh, what, what should we do? How about eggs? <laughs> eggs. That's what we need, eggs. Well, what does that have to do with that? Don't worry. There's a bunny. <laughs> what the hell was it? Okay, fine. We'll hide them. <laughs> like, you know, that's absurd. I, I guess spiders isn't that bad. These other disemboweled things, that's terrible. <laughs> See, the way that came up, uh, there's a show I watch. It's about how... Uh, the animals were created. The animals, yeah, just Is all it? all life was created by God, and it oh, basically shows that they sex. he hired out a design team to come up with it, and he'd give them very vague like directions, and then you see these these designers come out with really weird stuff, and then he finally gives like stamp of approval, like that sounds crazy, go with it. That was a Good show story. you watched. Yeah, it's a show. Was it a documentary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's as factual as you can. It's a get. docudrama. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's good. And All you right. learn a lot about animals too. <laughs> I've got a I've got a third one on this list here. It's Krampus. I'm, there's been a movie about that, right? Yeah, yeah that's a good movie. I Krampus like old news. <laughs> Fake news. No, I like that movie, the Krampus movie. So apparently Krampus is a dude that looks like Todd McFarlane drawing draw, looks like a Todd McFarlane drawing. Don't know who that is. Given horrible breath, all horns and fangs and an uncomfortable amount of hair. And he I've doesn't got that. And he doesn't doesn't just <laughs> Are you alright? I had to burp there. Uh and an uncomfortable amount of hair, yep, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't just whip kids with birch sticks. Lots of legends have it that he'll drag bad children to hell to be tortured forever if they don't straighten up and fly right. For what it's worth, Krampus even creeped out Austrian fascists so badly in the 1930s that they banned any Krampus stuff as a sign of moral decay. Huh. (laughs) They had to make a political movement against Krampus. It's impressive. Apparently, I need to watch this movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it was a pretty crazy movie. It's a. It starts with a very family friendly setting. Family gets together. They all argue. You know, like normal families do when they get together. And then, someone flips the table. And then the hijinks ensue when Krampus shows up. Oh, Krampus and his hijinks! <laughs> they were not flying right. Is that what your grandpa name is going to be, Krampus? Yes. Oh, no. Josh is handing me another page. That's the only one I haven't done. I figured you'd like that one. Oh, my gosh. Talks about Kentucky fried chicken. Or oh, kitchen lo- fresh chicken. Which I, I love Kentucky with. fried chicken. I know. A double down. Oh. So this just hot off the press from Josh. <laughs> off the press. KFC dinner in Japan. In Japan, Christmas isn't really celebrated, but Kentucky fried chicken sure is. Yes. Eating KFC on December 25th instead of having a homemade Christmas dinner is a tradition in Japan. The Colonel's special recipe fried chicken is so popular, the chain asks customers to place their orders at least two months in advance. The popular feast began back in 1974 when it was introduced to Japan for visitors who wanted a dinner resembling a traditional holiday meal. The chicken dinner also attracted locals and is still a tradition practiced 40 years later. Although not that weird, interesting. Mm-hmm. That used to be a tradition practiced on Thursday nights in my family. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Kentucky Fried Chicken, though? Right, oh, Chickens, probably. Yeah. Actually, they'd probably gobble it right up. That's turkeys. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's oh, one. This God. is from okay. Spain. El Cognier. There's That's Spanish, Spanish for the Cognier. Yeah. So instead <laughs> For all of, of you guys that don't habla espanol. <laughs> <laughs> it's coffee butthole. <laughs> There's right, one so, right over here. Yeah. Oh, there is. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So instead of Elf on a Shelf, El Cagner is the most important holiday figurine, even if it's a little obscene. The male figurine's name is translated to the defecator, <laughs> which makes sense since it's a porcelain doll squatting with his pants down. And yes, he's trying to take a number two. 
The exact legend of how this tradition got started is unknown, but legend has it that farmers would be punished with a poor crop harvest and bad fortune if they didn't include the Cagnier with their nativity scenes. <laughs> Today, the tradition continues with Christmas markets selling old school Cagniers alongside new versions with which feature famous faces such as footballers, rock stars, and Barack Obama. <laughs> The first ones I saw, it looked like Don Quixote, like all the armor and stuff, pants down, bent over, dropping a deuce. And that is a huge thing in Spain, which is crazy. How do you spell Cognair? It is C-A-G-A-N-E-R. This has got Krampus on it, man. We already covered this. Yeah, well, I haven't done all of them. I didn't have time to check all my references. What the heck? I was hoping to find uh, like a really awesome one. Oh, there's one. It's an elf. <laughs> it's getting on Amazon for eleven twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just want to see the. I want the Barack Obama one. I'd put that in my nativity scene. Do you have any nativities? Yeah, I'm native. Nice. <laughs> and he makes a scene. He Everywhere Most I go. Places he go, yeah. Yeah. Anybody? I don't have. Oh, you already. I'm out. I told you this has got Krampus on it already. Yeah, skip the Krampus one. There's the radish one on there. I think the Christmas log. I've heard about this Christmas log. Yeah. Yep. Tio de Nadal. This is also in España. <laughs> this tradition features a log with legs and a face and a little red hat. Is it big and heavy in wood? I think so. It's log. It's better than bad. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> the tradition hills from old Catalan mythology and is introduced and is introduced Catalan homes at the feast of the Immaculate Conception every December 8th. The hollow log is supposed to look like it's pooping out gifts for the children to find Christmas morning. So I actually learned this on an episode of The Office uh, where the log is supposed to poop presents. I think that's a hilarious tradition. <laughs> I Sound want two presents. A Christmas log. That's awesome. It's uh, it's basically what the one I was I just talked about. Kind of. The Christmas log. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> are you reading it more? Are you done? No, or? no. That was all. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have it all oh. memorized. All right, uh, the carving of intricate radish sculptures. Nice. This is from Mexico. Oh, Oaxaca. Oaxaca? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I speak Mexican. I Mexican. <laughs> Are we crossing some, uh, some borders there with that? Yeah, that's Mexico, dude. <laughs> it's, a, I mean. it's a howl of the country. <laughs> All right, this century-old holiday is celebrated every December 23rd in Oaxaca, 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 Mexico. The tradition began when merchants tried to attract shoppers on their way to and from Christmas church services with intricate vegetable displays. The merchants carved radishes into people, animals, and other decorative shapes. The most imaginative and skillful carved radishes would be snatched up to be used as centerpieces on holiday tables. In 1897, Huacas. How do I say it? Yep. 
<laughs> I know I'm not saying it right, but I, I I don't have the Spanish thingy for my mouth. I just prefer. I just like their cheese. So you learn Chihuahua cheese, Oaxaca cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Chihuahua cheese is good too. I didn't know they get it from real Chihuahuas. Chihuahua cheese was a thing. I know. Can you milk anything? Mm -hmm. Anything with nipples? Can you milk me? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not from the nipple. All right. All right. The the mayor officially declared December twenty third to be the Noche de los Rabados, or Night of the Radishes. Each year, professional artists and amateur whittlers transform humble radishes into nativity scenes, alligators, churches, portraits of famous celebrities, and other creations. I don't really think you have to use the word humble as an adjective for a radish. I mean, do you really have any outspoken radishes? (laughs) Have you met a radish? They're pretty out there. When you eat one, there's nothing humble about it. (laughs) Woo-wee! Yeah, they're always running around saying, this is bullshit. <laughs> Get me outside. How about that? That's a, that's a normal thing a radish would say. Uh, uh, what's really funny is somehow I heard relish, and I was like, how the hell do you carve relish? <laughs> very, very carefully. It's like halfway through, I was like, oh, a radish. <laughs> Um, how about roller skating to mass? This is something they do in Venezuela. Why walk to mass when you can skate there? Residents in Caracas, Venezuela. This sentence is actually formulated like Josh wrote it. <laughs> so I'm just going to figure out what it says. It's customary for people and uh, for residents in Caracas, Venezuela to roller skate to service and many neighborhoods close the streets to cars until 8 a.m. after mass. So everyone can enjoy tostadas and coffee. I'm down with that. I love tostadas and coffee. Nice. I actually tried to get a tostada at Taco Bell like two months ago. And they're like, oh, we don't we don't make tostadas here. I was like, what? It's like all you guys do. Tortillas, meat, cheese, beans. That's it. <laughs> You're going to take away one of the tortillas? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, here's another one. You hang old oranges around the house. Which is terrible. That's how you get fruit flies and ants. But if you're looking for that perfect, festive, spicy scent that so many of us associate with Christmas, look no further than homemade orange and clove pomander. Clove? Yeah, it says that. It's it's from the devil. (laughs) Once used as protection against the plague, pomander's rose is in popularity, oh, pomanders rose in popularity in 17th and 18th century Europe. This, these medieval pomanders, pomanders, I don't know how to say this word, were round pieces of jewelry that contained a smell good, that contained smell good items like rose petals, herbs, flowers, or musk. Today, modern, modern pomanders are dried oranges studded with cloves and hung with ribbon. While we know now that these sweetly scented inventions do nothing to ward off the plague, uh, but they make a cheerful holiday decoration and fill your home with a lovely aroma. Good stuff. Maybe that's why everybody died of plague. That maybe they didn't bathe all that regularly. Right. I don't think the bathing maybe they, maybe they hung out with the mice plague. or rats. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Have you guys heard? So I've heard of this one before. 
the Christmas pickle. Are you guys familiar with the Christmas? Pickle? I am not. <laughs> I came across that. I'm like, I have no idea what this is about. So the first time I heard about it was a couple of years ago, and I'm going, what the hell is this? Does it have to bounce? I don't believe that th- this pickle is required wow. because it doesn't legally have to way back the definition of a pickle. Yeah, I don't think. Okay, but uh, so apparently. People think it's from Germany, but they're not 100% sure what the origins are. But essentially, the deal is, and you can go shopping and purchase a Christmas pickle. You can look it up on Amazon. I don't remember where we saw ours. I think it was at, uh, like up in uh, Lebanon, Pennsylvania um, at some Amish store or something. But uh, apparently, the deal is that you take the the pickle and hide it somewhere on the Christmas tree, and whoever finds it first on Christmas Day gets an extra gift. That's like a special gift just for the pickle finder. That's a whole other hide the pickle story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different than the normal hide the pickle that I play. But this one is fun. This one for, for the whole family. One to enjoy. The first murder one we talked about was the guy that played hide the pickle that way. But mm-hmm. so, will a pickle last that long outside of a jar? In it's the pickled. I mean, I forever. think it's only the one day because they hide. So Santa hides it on the tree, or he someone. puts his pickle in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, so whoever finds it Christmas Day, <laughs> we lost Darren. But but uh, I mean, yeah, we're not talking about a, a pickling something as a way to preserve it. So I think it's good outside. Well, I didn't know what I've never left a pickle sit on the counter. I mean, I know most things sitting on my counter I wouldn't eat the next day unless it's pizza. But well, I don't I don't think the prize is that you eat the pickle. Why would you let it go to waste? Because it was outside in a tree. I mean, if you really, really want to, you could get the one that I saw that was for sale up in Pennsylvania was like a stuffed pickle. Oh, okay. See, I, I can get behind that. Pickle Rick. I can't stuff pickles anywhere. Mm-hmm. Pickle Rick. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are playing. They play Fortnite, and there's this, uh, there's a the Rick song on Fortnite, and they like sing it and they'll be like oh the rick song but it sounded to me the first time i heard it like the weekend and so now i sing the weekend and my kids are like no you're destroying the song (laughs) (laughs) so it's fun my kids have discovered the song uh it's raining tacos by perry grip (laughs) never heard it's raining tacos from out of the sky Tacos. I can't remember all of it. But yeah. Sounds like if that really happened, that would be awesome. Yeah. There's I also love, space unicorns. Unless you're driving down the interstate. Yeah, that would suck. No, it'd still be good. You just have to pull over and eat your tacos. Mm. If, you, if you're driving and can't pull over, then yes, it would be terrible. <laughs> I can't see through all this bean mush. Windshield <laughs> <laughs> wipers are just smearing it. <laughs> Yeah. It's fire sauce. Ah, milk was a terrible choice. We were driving one time. Uh, Leslie and I we were down in D.C. and we were driving up to back to our house, like two and a half hours north of there. Behind a taco truck. Uh, yeah, tacos we, flying. Out. Yeah, there was exactly. Well, now I don't need to finish my story. <laughs> <laughs> we were only supposed to get like maybe a flurry of snow, like less than an inch, and the snow was so bad it took us like seven or eight hours to get home. And the dude, there was a guy that was in front of us that just stopped in the middle of the freeway to clean off his windshield wiper blades. Didn't pull over, didn't get to the side, didn't take the exit, just stopped in the middle of the freeway and cleaned his windshield wiper blades yeah, off. You got to be safe. He was a, well, he was a, <laughs> what was it, a pickle Rick? He was a pickled dick. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. It was, it was rhyming. Is that there? It was a play on words. I heard it. 
Oh yeah, more than saw it. I I synced it. You got to sync that shit. Like I was a jerk. So if you're listening, guy, that was a total jerk move. He probably has no idea. He's like, well, it was a bad idea to do that. Nobody was going seventy. Like I was because I couldn't stop. No. So what else you got, Josh? Well, we can keep going. That's all the Christmas stuff. Do you guys do traditions in your house? We have the dumb elf on a shelf. Yeah, that thing's terrible. I hate it. Yeah. Whoever we, came up with that, because that hasn't been a thing very long, has it? Because it only just became a decade, a thi- maybe. Yeah. Is it? That, I mean, that's not long. I know that since then, they've actually come up with a Jewish version called a mensch on the bench. <laughs> I'm serious. That, that a mensch? A mensch on the bench. That's, that that was actually on Shark Tank. I'm not even kidding. What is a mensch? Uh, like a Jewish asshole. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure. Let's, let's put this. Oh, well, they just hang coffee buttholes from the tree. I'm not sure what a mensch is, but I suspect it's like a, an overseer of something similar to Santa Claus. I saw on Twitter. I know. They had a little meme with a Barbie, like in a bar. And instead of elf on the shelf, it was whore on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. Which part of the floor is you going to be on today? <laughs> you just kick her around. Don't worry, you can touch this one. So we have that stupid elf. We do. Uh, I already talked about the Hogman A situation that we do. Every year we get together and we make like a Christmas scene out of candy bars and, and icing. It's murder in the front yard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, actually, what I'll do is I'll like, usually I'll take some red food coloring and squirt it all over and put like a gummy bear halfway chopped up under the train. Yeah. Do you really? Yes, I do. Yeah, I've done that like every year since I was a kid. Do you have to hide it somewhere so no one yells at you? No, usually people, because then what we'll do is we'll each make one, me and my kids and my wife, we each make one, and then we take them around and deliver it to whoever we choose. We vote on one to keep, and then we deliver the rest. They always keep yours? And uh, No, um, but everybody that sees it is like, that is awesome. Yeah, We want the murder nativity yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, Everyone loves murder. That's why it's so popular. So when I was a kid, we were not Christmas aficionados. My dad would, he was a steel worker for a period of time when I was younger and he couldn't, uh, he'd have to work overnight. Well, he didn't have to, but when you have six kids, you want to make extra money. And so he would work the overnight shift on Christmas Eve to get like two and a half times normal pay. And, uh, and so I guess I don't remember it was before I was born, but, uh, he would get upset cause he'd come home. And all this that he was working for, all the presents were already opened up by the time he got home from his overnight double shift or whatever. And so it became a rule in our house that we weren't allowed to leave the room until my dad said Merry Christmas. And so at first, I, I continued this tradition when I was so we could get down, get settled, get hot cocoa or whatever, throw on some breakfast for the kids at 3 a.m. because my kids are buttholes. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's kind of evolved now. <clears throat> now I actually go pick them up and we march through the whole house. We do like a, a human train where they'll follow me and we'll walk on everybody's bed and they'll That's walk called the a house. human centipede. No, we don't do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll go down to the basement and I'll pretend uh, several times. I'll pretend like I'm going to go to the living room and then I'll turn around, you know, and walk the other way and they'll be like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> they'll be freaking out. And then, and then when I ultimately say Merry Christmas, they, they tackled me as they pass me. To, to run toward the presents. And I actually, so we just picked the, so my, uh, my sister-in-law's family did that when she was a kid. They don't still do that, but she was telling us about it. And I was like, eh, we'll try it out. It was such a hit with the kids like six years ago that, uh, in fact, my 12 year old just told me yesterday that that's her favorite thing that we do for Christmas. I was like, huh? All right. Guess I'm, that's fun. I'm trying that. 
It sounds fun. You get to torment your kids and control the present opening. Yeah. Amazing. You look like you want to do it too, Darren. No. Are you sure? Grinch, remember? Yeah. You get to Grinch your kids. You get to walk around avoiding. That's not a holiday thing. That's like every day of the year thing. That's true. Another thing that we do is Santa actually. So there will be the regular presents that are there that we've been accumulating through the year or through the <clears throat> through the Christmas season. But then there will be five unique wrapping papers that are there and none of them have names on them and they have no clue. And they ha- and they the Santa will leave the wrapping paper in the bottom of the stocking of whoever that belongs to. And so they have to go through their stocking first and we like control that and make it be all slow. And they're just going like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, it sucks. And they're like wigging out to try to get down to the, it's fun. (laughs) They just got to get to the bottom of it. huh? Mm -hmm. It's down in the bottom underneath the orange. All right. Well, I'd hate to wrap this up, but I feel like we've covered a pretty good uh, amount of information there. We've got murder, cannibalism, pickles and Um, trains. And trains that run over <laughs> gummy bears. Lots of murder. Mm-hmm. Or muck duck, as it were. Yeah, the <laughs> muck duck. So Christmas spiders and everything. Mm-hmm. I hope we've given, I hope this gave you guys a new appreciation for how gruesome Christmas can be. Does it? All right. Well, I mean, who doesn't love gruesome Christmas? I don't know. I'm just double checking that you have a new appreciation, but you should watch Krampus. It's a good movie. I should watch Krampus. Die Hard is still the best Christmas movie. That's a great Christmas movie. Krampus? I didn't say it was the best. Gremlins is a pretty good Christmas movie. Oh, Gremlins, yeah. My kids are idiots. They tried to tell me Gremlins was not a Christmas movie. They tried to tell you it wasn't a good movie, too? No, they did not try to tell me that. I would have punched them. We actually just watched a Christmas movie yesterday that was pretty decent. It was a Netflix original, A Kid Called Christmas, I think it was called. It's about a the origins of Christmas. That's really all there is to it. Documentary. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty good. A kid called Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right. He has to go find like the norm, the, the gnomes up at the North pole. And what was the other one called? The food one. Awesome. Uh, the meat one. What, uh, oh, the one that we watched. Mm-hmm. What the health? What the health? Oh, it's playing words again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also Netflix. It's not an original though. Yeah. They stole that idea from Netflix. somebody. Right. I'm sure well, everybody wants to watch that. Yeah. Well, hopefully Probably. Netflix will throw some some of that cheese our way. Oh yeah, you didn't know that they're a new sponsor. Yeah. They want they, to sponsor a podcast that hasn't been on the air in five months. They didn't quite have enough market share of putting Blockbuster out of business. <laughs> <laughs> there's still one. Yes, there is one. Yeah. Oddly enough, there's a documentary on Netflix called "The Last Blockbuster." <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It was. It, that is actually it, is a Netflix original. Is it riveting? Uh, That's a Netflix original. That's kind of like yeah. you know poking the bear. Afterwards, yeah, I know, like right? twisting the screws. Damn. Yeah. At the time of the last blockbuster, they had just recently become the last one. Who knows if they're still around or not? It's in Bend, Oregon, which is full of weirdos. I thought that. Yeah. Portland is known for keep it weird or whatever, but the people in Bender are way weirder. It's Oregon. I imagine they're all way weirder. True. That's where I was born. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. I didn't think you were born there. Yes. And so we're most What of state were you born in? Infancy. Missouri. <laughs> Misery. Misery. Yeah. Misery. But all right. I think we've drugged this out long enough. Thanks to our sponsors for sponsoring us. We don't have any. 
But <laughs> go ahead and play us out, Darren. That's what I do. Yep. He's really good at ending things. At PCAST Words. Yeah, nobody cares about that stuff. Yep. Words! Words. Yeah, no hits on... Ah, cha, cha, cha. No hits on Facebook either, so whatever. <laughs>